There's a heavy battle between me, myself, and I. None of us three can figure out why it's confusing, but so blatant that we're both abusing the meaning of the word selfish. The textbook says one thing and I say another. In my eyes, the only bitch as important as me in your life is your mother and damn we fighting for first. But don't judge my definition, baby. Yours is worse. You say that you love me on some death do us part type shit. But you have these urges and I can't satisfy it so I should sit back and let you live. Let you find out what words of wisdom these experiences have to give while I redefine the word selfless. Giving parts of me to another bitch as I sit in the corner just helpless, watching her devour what's mine, even if it's just one time, baby, you're decadent. So one drop of your juices will have her spent and my ass sent, tense to life without bail, because I swear I'm going to jail if she so much as mutters what you felt like. Man, this selfish shit keeps coming up. One moment I can act like I don't give a fuck, but I'm just trying to be what you need. And right now, you need me to sit back and let you live. Let you give her pieces of me that will forever share. Do it without a trace of despair. Girl, you better work on that poker face. Try not to show when I notice that you don't taste quite as sweet because she'll diminish your value the moment your lips and hers meet. She'll take parts of you. I'll taste her on you. I'll feel her fingers caressing your skin. I can't say for the places she's been, I'm selfish. Hey y'all, welcome back to Misha's room. I'm not going to go and do my whole spill of what Misha's room is because I feel like y'all have been here enough. And if you haven't, by all means, go on queenmediacollective.com, search Misha's room, and you can start from episode one and make your way back to episode four. I hope you enjoy it. But um, the poem that you guys just heard, that was called Sharing is Caring. I wrote that a few years ago. I really, really fuck with Sharon and Karen because um, that was kind of like the intro to the change in my mindset when it comes to relationships and what, you know, relationships are supposed to be. So um, I know I teased y'all a lot about me. I, you know, I said I'm, I told you guys that I am polyamorous and so that's how I identify um, I believe in non-monogamous relationships. I also believe in monogamous relationships. I think those work as well, but I am open to non-monogamous relationships. And first off, I thought I'd give you guys a quick vocabulary lesson because some people get these two terms confused and I just want to go ahead and make sure we all on the same page when I mention the non-monogamous relationships that I am open to. So there's polyamory and then there's polygamy. Polygamy and polyamory are not the same thing. They're both different types of poly relationships, but they are not the same. Um, a polyamorous relationship, the short definition, is more of like an open relationship where both parties are free to interact and be intimate with other people depending on you know the dynamics set by those two individuals in the relationships but everyone is aware informed there are no secrets everyone's are consenting participants in this polyamorous relationships which is you know similar to an open relationship polygamous relationships those are the ones where you'll see like one partner or like one person is fucking with 
multiple people, but the other people are solely committed to that one person. That's different. Now that that's out of the way. So I went to the streets and I asked y'all, how would you respond if your partner asked you to be in an open relationship? And I was weak at some of the answers I got. When I tell you they range from like my pussy is the only pussy my partner needs to people who were surprisingly asking questions like, well, how long have you been in this relationship? Or, you know, well, why? Or, you know, what do you mean open? Like, I don't know. I was, it was interesting to find that. But just like I expected, nobody just flat out said, yeah, I'm with the shits. <laughs> and like, honestly, I can't blame y'all because... When I was put, you know, when I was presented with that question, I responded the same way. Like, bitch, what you mean? Like, um, hello? Yeah, I was kind of thrown with it too. But I did take a step back and do a lot of work on myself and think about, you know, who I am and what I wanted and what point I was in my life. And I was being realistic. And that's what made me open my eyes and also my mind to try polyamory or to try an open relationship but I definitely had to get over what I expressed in sharing is caring first so let's go ahead and break that down so I opened sharing is caring with there's a heavy battle between me myself and I and none of us three can figure out why it's confusing but so blatant that we're both abusing the meaning of the word selfish the textbook says one thing and I say another. In my eyes, the only bitch as important as me in your life is your mother and damn we're fighting for first. So when I did that, I was basically saying that like, I'm torn or at that point I was torn because one side of me, although I really didn't want to admit it, I was curious because like I have past experiences of being in a relationship where there's infidelity or there was infidelity on both sides so you know I didn't been fucked over and once upon a time I was an ain't shit ass bitch but I'm getting myself together anyway <laughs> um I was kind of curious to know like how would a relationship work if I didn't have to hide like that part of me from my partner so like I wouldn't have to hide my attraction to another person or like I would really be able to be just honest and 100% raw with whoever my partner is and it's like that intrigued me a little bit so one side of me was curious but then the other side of me was real selfish because like eventually I realized it was because of these like expectations and these societal norms that were going on so it was like in my head I was thinking about what other people was gonna say and shit like that so it was throwing me off but yeah so one side was kind of curious and the other side was real selfish basically saying that I can't believe this is what you, you, you want me to do. Like, nah, be you tripping. Um, then, towards the end of that stanza, when I say, in my eyes, the only bitch as important as me in your life is your mother, yeah, I, I got kind of a little big head sometimes. <laughs> and so I really felt like that. And I really honestly felt like that. Like, what you mean? You have you don't have time for another bitch. Like you you can't fuck with somebody else and me. It's like you know, God, your mama, me. Like fuck you, me. <laughs> so I um that's what that was like shining light on in essence is you don't have room for anybody else. You only have room for me and your mama. The next stanza goes: 
But don't judge my definition, baby. Yours is worse. You say that you love me on some death doers part type shit, but you have these urges and I can't satisfy it, so I should sit back and let you live. Let you find out what words of wisdom these experiences have to give while I redefine the word selfless. So when I went into that stanza, I was talking about how she was selfish. Like, how dare you ask me to open our relationship and be comfortable with you fucking with somebody else and then in the same breath say how much you love me and you want to spend the rest of your life with me or you can see yourself spending the rest of your life with me. How you? How do you have those feelings and still want to fuck somebody else like that? I wasn't necessarily understanding. And like now I look back and I say, okay, I was looking at our relationship or I was looking at love as if, as if she only has this much love. And it's like, if you love me, you can't love somebody else in that same way. And that was something that I had to like think about. Like I really had to process and see how I felt about it because the, the, if my logic with if you love me you can't love somebody else in that same way is basically saying that like there's a scarcity of love like there's only this much love in the world and if you've given me some you can't give it to nobody else and i don't think that's how love works in my mind love is abundant it's like you know it's replenishable like just because i give away a little bit of love you know it's just gonna come back like i can always form more love to give to other people and it's I don't see how that doesn't, like, why that wouldn't correlate in a relationship. And then, um, but at that time, it was fucking with me. Like, I, I didn't get it. <laughs> I took some time to get to that point. And, um, then towards the end of it, I say, I say this line where you have these urges and I can't satisfy it. So that was my first time kind of revealing that sense of inadequacy or those feelings of inadequacy that arose because I started comparing myself to whoever she may possibly have been considering fucking with. It was like, um, if I can't satisfy you, then why would you want to be with me? I'm not enough. I started feeling like real insecure. And the way that I expressed that was kind of like lashing out in this poem. Um, the next goes on to giving her giving parts of me to another bitch as I sit in the corner just helpless watching her devour what's mine even if it's just one time baby you're decadent that was those possessive feelings that I had like those toxic toxic possessive traits started to surface like I referred to her as you know giving watching her devour what's mine as if my partner at that time belonged to me. Like she was my property. And that's not how you look at relationships. Like she belonged to her. I belong to me. We just so happen to love and work and coexist together. So by me sitting up there claiming like she is mine, that wasn't, that was too possessive. I, I didn't really like that. Um, that was me like showing those fears that I had. And that just was. I don't know, that was stupid. <laughs> when I look back, it's like, come on now. If you're confident, if you believe this person loves you, if you really love this person, if you're like so secure in it, then why are you scared of somebody else coming in and taking what you two have developed together? Anyway, then I go on to say, so one drop of your juices will have us spent and my ass sent tense to life without bail because I swear I'm going to jail if she so much as mutters what you felt like. Man, this selfish shit keeps coming up. 
that again highlights the toxic traits that I had and that possessive shit that was going on in my head. And it's like, I let those, that possessive stuff come. I let that, those insecurities come. I let those feeling of, feelings of inadequacy just like fester and brew in me so much. And I projected it as anger, which is why I said, I swear I'm going to jail if she so much as mutters what you felt like. So that's me saying, if I did agree to this dumb shit, and this, and she says something, I'm gonna fight. Like that's, that's how I'm gonna react to her just talking about this situation. And again, that's toxic as fuck. Like, why are you trying to fight people, Misha? You can't be fighting bitches. Like, I had to get over that too. The next part goes into one moment I can act like I don't give a fuck, but I'm just trying to be what you need. And right now, you need me to sit back and let you live. In that stanza. I said, like, sometimes I'll say that I don't care or I say that I don't really give a fuck about it. But it was because I loved her so much that, like, I those feelings of inadequacy, those insecurities was like, you know, you better do whatever you need to do so you could keep her. Like, if that's what she says she wants, you better give her what she wants or else you're going to lose out on her. And that's not how a relationship works either. Like, if I'm going to agree to say that I want to open my relationship or I want to try polyamory or I want to, like experiment in any way i shouldn't be experimenting because i am scared to lose anybody i should experiment because i want to experiment like i should try something because i am a willing participant it's not me doing it because i'm scared and at that moment i was like considering it like i was considering just saying yeah go with it because i was scared i was gonna end up losing her and it's like either i'm gonna lose her to another bitch or she gonna cheat on me if i don't say yes to this and it was just a lot of me being in my head with a lot of negative shit. And that's how I was responding. Next, we're going to let you give her pieces of me that will forever share. Do it without a trace of despair. Girl, you better work on that poker face. Try not to show when I notice that you don't taste quite as sweet. This, again, that possessive shit keeps coming back up like... One, me saying, give her pieces of me. That's me, you know, being possessive, saying that she is mine. I belong to her. She belongs to me type thing. And then I also bring back those feelings of like her being selfish or me thinking that she's being selfish because she asked me to do it without a trace of despair. So it's like, you want me to do this with a smile on my face? Like, just let this shit happen as if I don't have, you know, unsettling feelings about this. Then this last one, it closes with, because she'll diminish your value the moment your lips and hers meet, she'll take parts of you. I'll taste her on you. I'll feel her fingers caressing your skin. I can't savor the places she's been. I'm selfish. I was fucked up for that. Like I was real life fucked up for that. I don't know if y'all heard the first line, but I said, because she'll diminish your value, the moment your lips and hers meet. Now, who the hell did I think I was to say that my partner's value was based on how sexually committed she was to me or how pure she was to me? That's not what value is. That's not how a woman should be treated. That's not how anybody should be treated. Like nobody's value is based on their sexual commitment to anybody like that that those two don't correlate 
And back then when I was young and I had this dumbass mindset and I was like so, I don't know, I just was focused on this is what a relationship is and this is what a relationship is supposed to be like. I was rude. Like, how you tell somebody their value will be diminished because of something that they did? That's that's not how it works. And then um, I also said, like, she'll take parts of you. She won't take any parts of her. Like, it's not like she's going to get worn down. That's, that's not how it goes. That's not something that, that's not how that shit happens. And like looking back, I like I said, I was fucked up for that. But I am glad that I did go and grow through that relationship to where now I do recognize those flaws and I have worked a hell of a lot to change it and to become a better woman to where like now I'm not as insecure as I was and those inadequate feelings don't come up as often as they used to. And I know that I'm a bad bitch, so I don't really care if my old lady is looking for another bad bitch. I'm looking too. <laughs> uh, um, in summary, like I said, I was selfish, closed-minded, and pretty possessive at that time. I wasn't being honest with myself. I was so focused on what other people may think or like how other people might take whatever I'm doing or how they may look at us. And people be coming at me like, you know your girlfriend fucking with so-and-so? And I'm like, yay, I guess. I don't know. I was real curious about that and real like... I didn't know how to respond to those types of things at that moment. But it's cool because I did a lot of self-work and I asked myself, like, if I knew I still wanted to explore things, then why was I so opposed to it? Why do I give a fuck what anybody got to say? Who here knows what the fuck they doing? I know that question keeps coming up a lot, but that's really how, that's what I think about when I move. <laughs> Who knows what they doing? And eventually I had to move for myself. And like I said, I started to look at love as if there is an abundance of love. Love is going to continue to be produced no matter what. I don't think that I have one cup of love and if I give you a quarter of my cup, I only have three fours left. That's not how that shit work. Your love is love, you know? It creates itself. So um, basically that wraps up the summary of sharing is caring. I thought I'd end with a little treat for y'all, you know. Um, I call myself a love poet. I am a self-identified love poet. And this month, we are going to go to Nisha's room four times every week. Every single week, I got a poem for y'all. We're going to talk about love, you know, falling in love, falling out of love, fucking evolving love, self-love, and... Y'all know I got a couple sex poems I can share with y'all. <laughs> I got a few in the um, in the vault that I can pull out. Um, well, thank you so much for making your way to Misha's room again. I look forward to kind of hollering at y'all because, you know, y'all don't really talk back that much, but we working on it. <laughs> I look forward to hollering at y'all next time. See you in Misha's room.